0: Republican lawmakers unveil their coronavirus stimulus package, which includes cuts to unemployment assistance. The third and final phase of a potential COVID 19 vaccine starts, and COVID 19 has now surpassed strokes as the fifth leading cause of death in the United States. All that and more coming up on today's episode of Just Healthcare Daily. It's Tuesday, July 28th, and I'm Alex Olkin with Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review. It helps other listeners find the show. Top Republicans unveiled their latest coronavirus stimulus proposal, which includes a cut to unemployment benefits, another round of direct assistance to families, and more money for COVID-19 testing. Senate Majority Leader Kentucky Republican Mitch McConnell said the Health, Economic Assistance and Liability Protections and Schools Bill, or HEALS Act, is what Americans need at this point in the coronavirus pandemic. So we have one foot in the pandemic and one foot in the recovery. The American people need more help. They need it to be comprehensive. And they need it to be carefully tailored to this crossroads. McConnell said the package includes money for schools, loans for small businesses, liability protections for health care workers, and a plan to manufacture personal protective gear in the U.S. to avoid shortages. The estimated cost of the full package is around $1 trillion. Among the biggest points of contention between Republicans and Democrats is the plan to cut enhanced federal unemployment benefits, which are set to expire at the end of the week, from $600 a month to $200. That reduction would be across the board temporarily until state unemployment systems could start calculations to pay people 70% of their prior salary. Provider organizations had asked Congress for more aid as a part of the next stimulus package. A larger $3 trillion stimulus bill passed by House Democrats in May included another $100 billion in provider relief. Also on Monday, the president's National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien, tested positive for COVID-19. He's the most senior member of the Trump administration to test positive. The White House said O'Brien had mild symptoms, is working off-site, and that the president and vice president had no risk of exposure. The third and final phase of a potential COVID-19 vaccine started Monday. Scientists are looking to see how well the vaccine does at preventing people from getting the coronavirus. 30,000 volunteers will receive two doses across 89 sites nationwide. Half will get the placebo and the other half will get the potential vaccine. The investigational vaccine, as it's known, was co-developed by biotech firm Moderna and the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. The Moderna vaccine is novel because of the way it works. It uses a synthetic form of messenger RNA to give the immune system genetic information about coronavirus, which then allows it to produce antibodies. For most other vaccines, people are injected with a weakened virus to let the body have a chance to figure out how to fight it. Other COVID-19 vaccine candidates made by Oxford University and AstraZeneca, Novavax and Johnson & Johnson are scheduled to start phase three trials in the coming months. All of these trials are part of the Trump administration's multi billion dollar effort to quickly get a vaccine developed, called Operation Warp Speed. The program announced another recent $472 million investment in Moderna's Phase III trial. A group of bipartisan lawmakers have requested the government accountability organization oversee Operation Warp Speed to increase transparency and public confidence in a vaccine. There appears to be a great public interest in vaccine testing. More than 150,000 Americans have signed up to participate in trials. Scientists stressed to Kaiser Health News that even with the urgency for the vaccine, researchers need to make sure the trial pool is diverse, including people of different ethnicities, ages, and health status, because the vaccine may impact those people differently. Research shows Black and Latino populations are traditionally underrepresented in clinical trial research, yet are three times more likely to die from COVID-19, according to a recent New York Times analysis of Centers for Disease Control and Prevention data. With more than 147,000 Americans killed by COVID-19, the virus has now passed strokes as the fifth leading cause of death in the United States. The coronavirus is much more deadly for the elderly population. According to a Kaiser Family Foundation analysis, adults 65 and older account for 80 percent of COVID-19 deaths nationally. Yet they represent only 16 percent of the U.S. population. Part of the reason for this is that long-term care facilities like nursing homes are super spreader facilities. But in many southern and southwestern states where the coronavirus pandemic is now raging, increasing numbers of younger people are both being hospitalized and dying from the disease. In Alabama, Mississippi, Arizona and New Mexico, only between 70 and 75 percent of people dying are seniors. That's remarkable because of the age 65 plus population in those states mirrors the national average. Now, these stats are from the latest Centers for Disease Control and Prevention report, which only captured COVID-19 deaths through early July. And as outbreaks in many states are still spiking, it's possible that these figures don't yet capture the more recent deaths among older Americans. This variation may also point to differing state and local public health policies across the country. Some states, like New York and New Jersey, imposed mask mandates early when the outbreak was growing in the Northeast. And now states like Louisiana and Texas are dialing back reopening plans. Last month, as cases in Texas spiked, Governor Greg Abbott started reimposing restrictions like closing bars and reducing restaurant capacity, as well as mandating masks. He has yet to go so far as to reinstate lockdowns. But the situation has gotten so bad in parts of the state that local officials are announcing such orders, which go against Abbott's order barring local governments from issuing shutdown mandates. County Judge Richard Cortez in Hidalgo County, Texas, near the U.S.-Mexico border, told Marketplace that with hospitals overwhelmed, desperate times call for desperate measures. And even though I went against the governor's, you know, position of, of not putting shelter in place, I thought the facts and circumstances found in Hidalgo County required me to take that drastic action. Hospitals in Hidalgo County and other parts of the Rio Grande Valley reported being at capacity and having to send patients to other hospitals for treatment. The region was also hit with flooding over the weekend when Hurricane Hannah made landfall. Taking a look at healthcare stocks, on the news of the Phase 3 vaccine trial starting, biotech company Moderna was up 9.2% at the end of the trading day Monday. Walgreens CEO Stefano Piscina announced he'd be stepping down from his position but staying on with the company as executive chairman. Walgreens Boots Alliance was down 1.7%. The broader sector was up 0.72%. thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on gisthealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact